Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, everybody? It's your coach. Episode two. We're at episode two of season three. Catching positivity. A catch of positivity. For those of you that missed our last episode, last episode with Josh Premium Meats, what feedback, what support, not only for me, but for Josh and his story and what he's doing. So please check that out if you haven't so already. Also, like, I don't even know if you can like, I get used to saying like. Also, subscribe to the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. There's a bunch of moves that I'm going to pull in the full in the future. I'm going to use you guys for help. At the same time, I'm going to bring immense value to anybody that listens to this podcast to talk about positivity, dealing with failure. That's why I call it a relationships podcast, a relationship podcast, not baseball, not sports. Because what I really care about is the relationship between people, what we learn from it, the mistakes we made, what got us to win, what kept us losing, and the progression of that. So I thank everybody again for the support. DM me at Coach HP. Any questions on anything, I got you. Tell me you listen to the podcast. Give me your feedback. You can rate it to there. I know the algorithm loves when you guys rate it. But just please hit me up with any questions. On today's episode, really, really excited to have a guy that is in his world because I've never spoken to anybody in his world. He's a trainer. But his claim to fame, at least for me, is that he's Jorge Gamebred Masvidal's trainer, physical trainer, and just a story of how he started, of knowing Jorge for 15 years before any of the success he's had now, before the BMF title, before the crazy flying leg knee kick, and obviously right now, uh, Georgie, like he calls him, Georgie, is on the top of his game and probably the most exciting fighter right now in the world is him. Unfortunately, his last fight, there's contractional stuff that hopefully gets fixed, but he's on top of the world and Jesus Gallo has been there all the way through fights in London, fights New York, fights all over, popular fights, not popular fights, shows the signs of true friendship, love, and nothing like love, real love for your trainer and then for your fighter that you're training and then to have your guy jump all the way to the top. I'm sure that's awesome. So without further delay, on this episode, episode two 
of a catch of positivity. I got the Jesus Gallo. Let's go. Like, what are we going to do about this fucking Cubano from the South, down, down in South Florida, putting together the firm with the palm trees behind him? He's a monster. He's controlling the market. Jesus Gallo, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. <laughs> doing well. Dude, the other so the other day when you said you were riding, what was it a bicycle? Yeah, man, we went uh, mountain biking night, night, night mountain biking. All the way to Key Biscayne from where? Um, we I live in South Miami, so it's it's only about maybe like it's about a back and forth about thirty miles. But then you know we we stay in the trail for a long time because it was night riding. So holy so shit. That, and you go, you ride there, and you drive back. How often do you do that? Man, I try to, well, try to do at least once a week, twice a week. But it's been open and closed, open and closing with everything that's going on. And so now they're going to close it again on, on July 2nd until the 9th. And who knows until when. Wow. Do you do that with a group of people by yourself? How does I that work? Do with, I do it with my son and... and um, and one of my co-workers and then I, I'll take maybe some of my athletes like 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 Georgie and stuff like that just to run you know it's like it's, we do that for good training too like just to change scenery it's a nice place to run it's near the beach you know it's better than running outside in the concrete you know you have to be aware constantly going up and down it's like almost like like being in the middle of a fight you know like if you if you if you miss a step or you're not focusing you know, you can really mess yourself up. Have you always done stuff like that? Is that new? Because I've, that's that's pretty original, bro. I've always I've always done things like that. I've never been like I've never done like traditional stuff training. So, you know, we I mean, obviously, you know, we do a lot some of the old school stuff, but we like to just go out of sight and do you know other stuff like you know like running trails. Um, doing like, you know, like, um, all stuff, like, Montreal. Say it in Spanish too. Oye, aquí puedes hablar los dos idiomas, so don't be no, shy. You know, like, no, 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 no. It's not, <laughs> um, like, we, we just like to go outside sometimes and just do things with our bodies, like, just, like, the natural way of, like, how we used to do things, like, maybe climb trees, stuff like that, you know. Like in the jungles, bodies. like in the jungles. Some of my, like, especially Georgie, he likes to do stuff like that. He, you know, he, he keeps him, like, you know, close to nature, and, 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 and he really enjoys that. Plus, he breaks away from the monotony of being in the gym. Of everything in the gym. Yeah. Gallo, were you born here, or you were born in Cuba? I was born in Cuba. What part of Cuba? Havana. You were not. And how old did you come here? I was, I left Cuba when I was, like, man, I think 13 I 14, I went to Spain, and then I came here. Just like, what part of Spain? Madrid? Madrid, yeah. Me too, bro. I'm, I'm from a place called Cabaiwan, La Villa. Oh, but I don't remember it at all, man. My first birthday was in Spain, and then I came here to Miami. What high school did you go to? Miami High. Bro, I felt like every Cuban went to Miami High in the 80s. Is that true or what? 
You might be right. I guess everyone lived on here. A lot of famous people went to Beverly. How was that, man? Uh, I'm sure it being new, Miami kind of being like almost like that Que Pasa USA era. How how was that? Man, it was fun. I, I, I really didn't see any, like, I really didn't feel any cultural changes. That's for sure. I mean, it was like almost like, I mean, everyone spoke Spanish. I think we had like, Maybe like I'm not exaggerating if I say five percent Anglo. Okay. So nothing's changed. Nothing's changed so much since then in Miami High. Yeah, changed so much. Sports. How do you get sports? Did you play baseball? I'm assuming your Cuban was a baseball. What, what What did you do? Actually, I did judo. Um, I did judo pretty competitive. I I actually. Ended up representing the U.S. in judo for many years. No way, no way. What age did you start doing judo? Since Cuba or here in Miami? No, since Cuba, since I was five years old. No way. So that was pretty popular back then in Cuba then? It's about the top, I would say, top five sport, you know, as far as popularity, you know, between baseball, boxing. Uh, Dominoes. Track, maybe, I don't know. and, and But definitely judo is up there with 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 sports with like baseball and boxing judo up there did you did you graduate with Justo J hmm. in Miami High do you remember him John Jay's dad mm. you know I, John Jay the baseball player I know John uh, actually I know John Jay personally I don't know well his dad went to Miami went to yeah. uh but I think he's a little older than I am I'm he's a little older than you Yeah, I think who I think who's might graduate maybe like 81, 82, something like that. I graduated 87. No, so you're 87, I'm 97, bro. So we're 10 years apart. Yeah. <laughs> judo. How popular was judo here in in Miami? Couldn't have been that popular, no. We actually had a strong base here in Miami in the in the in the in the mid 80s, early 80s. Um, because the influx of Cubans, um, so judo was, you know, but as far as, as, as an overall sport and, and in people's eyes, it's really not a popular sport in the U.S. It really isn't. I mean, people still confuse it and think it's karate or... They think it's karate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you said you, you play, you competed in the Olympics. No, I didn't compete in the Olympics, um, but I did represent the U.S. in a lot of like international terms. I was like top three in my weight class for the U.S. What weight class did you fight at? 65 kilos, 145, 143 pounds. It was 143, and then it went up to 145. So it was 65 kilos and 66 kilos. Jesus, what makes a good judo fighter, bro? Is it creativity? Is it strength? Man, judo has a little bit. I think judo is one of the most all-around sports because I think you have to have everything. You know, you have to have, you definitely have to have creativity. You definitely have to have some technique. You definitely have to have the stamina. You have you have to be explosive. Um, you have to be incredibly tactical. Um, and, you know, like every one-on-one -on -one sport, Um, you got no one to blame, so the game, the, the mind game, is very important in that in, in that sport. In every in every uh, you know 
non-team sports, you know, the 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 mind is 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 it's pretty crucial. I mean, I'm not saying that it, it doesn't apply to every sport. It does, but when it's, it's a one-on-one sport, you know, you really you have no one to rely on. You really have no one to to blame on. You have you really don't even have someone coaching you. You know, it's it's just you and the person in front of you, and that's it. Jesus, back then, was weight training what it is now, or was it more like push-ups, pull-ups, that kind of thing? It definitely has changed a lot, man. Um, it was it was definitely more like old school stuff. Um, obviously, you know, Olympic lifting was always around, and and obviously anybody at the you know at the high level. Um, had a different training than, than, you know, most people, but today has changed a lot. They've, they've, they've incorporated a lot of, you know, different methodologies to today's training. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a little different. When you were, when you were fighting, so you represented the U S how long to what age did you do that to? When I retired, uh, 2004, right before the Olympic trials, I mean, well, at the Olympic trials, because I didn't, you know, I, 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 uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't win the trials, so I, I didn't, I wasn't able to go to the Olympics. So I retired, 2004. I think it was, I think I was 35, 34. Okay, what did you do then? Did you stay in judo? Did you start your own business? What did your life take you there? Uh, I actually had my own business throughout my, my judo career. Um, it was, um, well, my, I, the thing with my judo career was that it, I took a, I took a halt for a while, like almost five, six years. I, I kind of like just left judo. I was like top, top three, top one, you know, between one and three through my junior years here in the U.S. And then I just, one day I just put the gear down and I like at eight, like maybe 17, 16, at 16. And then I didn't pick it up again until like I was 23. Wow. So by that time I was almost graduated, you know, like almost gra- like two years, like almost graduating from college. I, then I started my own business and then I went back to judo. You know, so it's, what type of business? I do personal training. I work with athletes, man. So you became a personal trainer since that age? Yeah, since that age. Since I was like, wow. That dude, that's that's super rare guy, you know, because there wasn't too many guys doing that that young back then. No, I mean, you know what took me there? I, uh, in the time that I wasn't doing judo, I had two injuries, uh, I had an ACL injury, and um, on my on my left knee, and then I sort of have like a, I had a, like also like a partial tear ACL on my other knee. So <clears throat> going through all the therapy and all that, I enjoyed that so much and. You know, it's like, man, I, I really want to do this as a, as, a, as a way of, like, you know, getting athletes back into the playing field. And since I went through it myself, I thought it was, like, you know, a good experience to, to go ahead and pass it along and, and be able to help others, you know. So that's what I studied. I, um, um, I went to school and I, and I graduated from exercise phase and, you know, sports medicine minor. And... You know, that's I started. I started my own business, personal training, and then you know, I guess I got lucky, and, and more and more athletes started coming my way. And what were the first wave of uh, of athletes, guy? What was it? Baseball? Was it 
Judo guys, baseball. My my first my first pro athlete was a boxer. <clears throat> um, and then afterwards, baseball came. Difference training yeah. athletes. We're talking baseball, yeah. boxer, fighter. Yeah. What's the difference, man? Do you prefer one or the other? Are you more like, listen, these baseball guys are soft. I like these other guys better. What do you tend to like more? Um, man, I enjoy it all, believe it or not. I, I, I really, and, and I think the sport has nothing to do. I think it's all about the athlete. I think if you have a good athlete in your hands, someone who's committed and, and, and willing to get better, it could be any sport and it'll be fun, man. It, it could be chess, really. It could be race car driving. If the athlete is into it, it believes your philosophy and, and wants to get better. Um, I mean, in my, at least in, in my opinion, um, it makes the training so much fun. Yeah. So I really don't, I really don't have like a preference. A preference? No, I don't. I mean, yes, I. The truth, the 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 the, the truth of the matter is that I, I I fought all my years, but I was also a decent athlete, so I played pretty much a lot of sports. Um, so I relate to a lot of sports, but since since judo is my 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 main sport, <clears throat> is I can give more to an athlete that fights because then I can not only give him the training behind, but I can put my two cents when it comes to like fighting and, and right, and, and right, stuff, you know. Guy, what was your philosophy back then compared to now? A lot changed. Has a lot been different? My philosophy. Oh, well, I've learned a lot over the years. Um, I've evolved a lot in the sense that, I mean, I will always, I was, I was always an orthodox, untraditional type of training kind of person. Um, I. I never really believed in too much specificities. Um, I, 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 I always thought that the more you do of everything, the better of an athlete you were. So I was never just do weights or just do calisthenics or just run long distance or just run uh, sprints. No, I, I love to mix it up. I, I love mixing up things, you know? Um, but I think the biggest the biggest change in today from back then <clears throat> is the whole planning and periodizing an athlete's training. Um, back then, an athlete had more time to get ready for a tournament. <clears throat> they were more spaced out. Uh, like let's say if I was getting ready for a nationals. I had, you know, six months to get ready. And if I was getting ready for the French Open, I had X amount of time. And then the Worlds or the Pan Am Games or, you know, the Olympics. Nowadays, you can compete pretty much every week. You have to really almost compete every three weeks um, because of the point system that they wouldn't have back then. And 
it's become so much more competitive that you have to be pretty much continuously con continuously competing all year around and i think that comes up to all sports um so when before you could get an athlete you say well let's get ready and we'll be ready in a year or let's get you know peak for so-and-so tournament pan ams worlds olympics nowadays you pretty much have to pick every tournament because every tournament is important every tournament counts every every tournament you know requires points for you to make it as an amateur athlete you know to make it to the olympics to make it to the worlds to make it to a pan am Games, and that goes to pretty much i think all sports you know from like <clears throat> from like swimming to track to judo to tennis it's, it's become very competitive. It's all year round, man. No rest, no rest for these guys. Yeah, man. That's I, I can't agree more, guy. When you, it happened to me. I, I used to work with a with a lot of baseball players. Not anymore, but I used to. I work with a little bit now. And the first time I worked with either a well or like a baseball player that I knew, or his kid, I was like not nervous, but I was like, man, I wonder if this guy thinks I know what I'm doing or not, you know? I don't know if, I don't know. Did that ever happen to you when you started working with like famous people? Like you mean you're asking the sense of like appreciation was to a Not appreciate, but like they kind of, the, do, do they kind of look at you at the beginning or you, were you yourself like, okay, now I'm going to see if, uh, if I'm really as good as I think I am. Because I think we have a thing where, we believe in whatever we're selling, whatever we're doing, we believe in it. But when you have somebody that's known at doing what they're doing, when you start working with them, do you ever have that little, not doubt, be like, okay, or excitement, like, okay, I want, I'm dying for this guy to see how much I know so I could help him. Do you ever feel that? Man. Or it's been so long that you don't remember. <laughs> Um, the, 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 I think the only really doubt that I, at, at times I had was pretty much, do these, not, do these guys know really how good of the training they're getting because I make it look easy in comparison to other stuff, uh, in the sense of like, I was taking it for granted, you know, the kind of training they're getting um, more so than like, do I know what I'm doing? Because I know what I'm doing. So, um, and if I don't know something, I, I really like get to, you know, down to, 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 to learning more, to asking, you know, people that are in, 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 the, in, in, the, in the field and, 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 and I try to learn as much as I can, I, you know, as a, you know, for the sport that I'm training, if I have an athlete that's a new sport, let's say, you know, an athlete tomorrow comes to me, an ice skater, which I never had an ice skater, I'll definitely try to go, you know, and, and talk to coaches that, you know, train ice skaters to be ice skaters. Not really much the training behind, but I, I think if, if, if you, if you really know what you're doing and, and, and just by knowing the, the the movements of an athlete and knowing which muscles are really being used in that sport and that movement, that particular, you know, 
um, routine or then you can just work yourself around it and, and work out, you know, a, a sound program, you know, around that. And I think, I think to me, that's, that's the easiest way to train any athlete of any sport, you know, like just, just analyze what movements are being done by that athlete, by that particular sport. And, and you go from there and from there you, you can build any program you want. I think if you put it that way, it's the easiest way to train any athlete. Got it. Got it. Guy, what, do you do what's the lowest that you work with the youngest age that you work with <clears throat> man I, I i i think my best work is, is done with believe it or not um people that are already made um but i've worked i i i've worked with kids that are six years old um and you say kids, people that are already established, why? Because they understand what you're telling them. They have the right work ethic. They have the right discipline. Not always, not always the work ethics or the discipline, but they can understand. What you're, what you're teaching them. Exactly. And they can apply it. Gallo, does that suck, man? And also when you get a guy that you're like, man, this guy's a beast. But you see, he doesn't have the work ethic. Is that is that when you have to step in and talk to the guy? Um, yeah, I mean, I do, and then <clears throat> there's guys. I mean, that's where the psychology part comes in, in which you have to be able to learn how to train everyone, especially these guys that are like at top of the game. You know, I have a lot of guys that are, 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 are their top of the games. I have guys that are going to be Hall of Famers one day and guys that have been Hall of Famers already. And I have to train them all differently. You know, there's, there's guys that are, like, incredibly talented. And there's guys that, that like to work with, that like to work at their own pace. And they like to do things at their own pace. And, and it's okay if you understand that, you know. You cannot always enforce yourself as a trainer. And, and and always lay the law down like this is the only way. No, I mean you you, you know you have to give a little bit, and as long as I get the work done, um, and understand that they're different than 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 other athletes, and at the end of the day they're gonna perform because they're stars and they're studs, but you gotta train them a little different. And if you understand that, I think it's it's okay. Sometimes we we. We come across, you know, a great athlete, and I'm not saying that he's lazy, but maybe he doesn't really, you know, feel like working out. It's so important because he's so good at what he does. So you have to give you have to like, you know, give him a little bit and, and, and work yourself around it, and eventually, you know, make him understand how crucial, how important it is, and and a lot of them get it, man. They do. Guy in, in Spanish, sometimes that's called dándole la vuelta tiene que a, la, a la gente. Obviamente tiene que darle la vuelta para que puedan, tú sabes, asimilar lo que estás tratando de, de, de enseñarle. De, de, si no, no te puedes fajar con la, contra la marea, como se dice en español, ¿tú me entiendes? Hay veces, hay, veces, hay veces que sí, hay veces que tienes que decir, bueno, mira, mi trabajo es importante para mí y si para ti no es importante y 
no vas a, a cumplir con, con los requisitos que, que, que te estoy, tú sabes, que estoy requiriendo de ti, entonces tenemos un problema. Y eso me ha pasado también. Más que nada por el sentido de que es la reputación mía que está en la, en la en, tú sabes, en, en, en la línea y, la, y el trabajo de ellos, el resultado de ellos. So, Cayo, yo me imagino que en Miami tú tienes que ser el, entren el, el entrenador de, lo, de los tipos de MMA, ¿eh? Con lo que te está pasando ahora, tú tienes que ser el número uno aquí abajo, ¿no? De verdad que esto ni sé, ni me preocupo de eso, de verdad, no, no sé, para decirte la verdad, no. Bueno, no que hay un ranking, pero un ejemplo, yo espero que el gimnasio tuyo por lo menos esté lleno de, de muchachos todos los días tocándote en la puerta, ¿no? Eh, en verdad, en este momento, la única persona que yo entreno en MMA es Jorjita. Pero eso, eso es porque tú lo quieres así no, o, pero, o, o... Pero quiero así. Porque, lo quieres así. Eh, tenemos una meta... Yo estoy trabajando con Jorjito hace 14 años. Casi, no creo que más, creo que 16 años, de que tenía 20 años, así que tiene 35 ahora. 15 años estamos juntos. Eh, ¿Y tú sabías que había talento ahí, Gallo, desde el principio? Siempre, siempre, siempre desde chiquitito. Oye, yo no sé nada de, yo sé absolutamente nada de MMA. Yo no sé nada. Empecé a ser más o menos un fan hace como cuatro, yo ni sabía que Jorge existía tú sabes estando en Las Vegas yendo a las peleas porque yo estaba en el negocio de la discoteca y eso sí, yo conocía sabía que era McGregor y Ronda Rousey, solamente eso todo o sea, imagínate cómo estoy yo cuando tú ves el talento ese era porque rapidez de mente, disciplina eh, talento natural ¿qué tú veías? disciplina no, eh, pero lo que siempre vi de él fue eh, bueno primeramente que nada es un perro hay que matarlo ese es el primer talento que tiene tipo tiene corazón hay que matarlo cuando él se monta de adentro él se transforma en un perro hay que matarlo no no lo para, él, para ganarle hay que, hay que matarlo puedo sometirlo, ahí no lo vas a, no te va, no, no le vas a ganar, tú sabes, eh, punto, hay que matarlo, entonces, pero sí lo que siempre vi desde, desde que estaba con él, era la, la, la habilidad de, de, de quitarse los peñazos de arriba tan fácil, y la rapidez que tenía en las manos, y la, y la, y la, la forma de, de, de cómo asimilar una pelea y, y cambiar de, 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 de un round para otro y, 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 y hacer lo que, lo, que, lo, que, lo que tiene que hacer para, para poder, tú sabes, ganar, ganar el round, si le está yendo algo mal, cómo cambiar, tú sabes, la estrategia. Son cosas que, que son difíciles, tú sabes, de un atleta asimilar y cambiar en, de un momento para otro, tú sabes, tener un plan A y de pronto decir, bueno, esto no sirve, vamos por plan B o por plan C y, y poder adaptarse a lo que está pasando en la pelea en momento, en momento de inflexión en el segundo, ¿me entiendes? No, no, claro. Gallo, hay, 
como pelotero hay ciertas cosas, porque fui pelotero, hay ciertas cosas que uno entrena, pero me imagino como un peleador, eso tiene que ser por todo. Ustedes básicamente pueden entrenar todo gimnasio, porque ahí es casi todo, ¿no? Eh, en el sentido de, no, si sí, hay que hacer de todo. Como un ejemplo, un pelotero no te va a, cor no te va a correr de aquí a Kiwi King, ¿tú me entiendes? No, pero, no. Un, pero un peleador, porque tú sabes. Es tan completo que tiene que hacer de todo. Eh, que son muchas cosas que, que, que un peleador tiene que, que saber. No solamente ser un buen boxeador. No, cuando hablo de un peleador, estoy hablando de un peleador de la UFC, tú sabes. De un peleador sí, de sí, no estamos hablando de boxeo, estamos hablando de un MMA. De la organización, de MMA, ¿sabes? De Mixed Martial Arts. Eh, requiere tanta disciplina, ¿sabes? Tiene que saber boxear, tiene que saber luchar, tiene que saber el, 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 la parte técnica del piso. Eh, so, son tantas disciplinas en una. Y ahora eso adicionale you know, tres rounds para una pelea normal, cinco rounds de cinco minutos para una pelea de título o un main event. Estamos hablando de 25 minutos. So, ahora adicionale eso, el, el, la, parte de, la parte física, un componente in, in, importantísimo eh, en, en, en cuando hay una pelea de ese índole. So, sí, hay, es, es, es una cosa bastante, bastante completa en el sentido de, de todo lo que se tiene que hacer. Cuando tú estás entrenando con, con Jorge y entra un tiempo que te pones como medio psicólogo con ciertas cosas, porque me, me imagino tú viendo, viendo las peleas, tú dices, coño, man, puedo aquí, maybe él puede usar más pierna o lo, que se quiere poner fuerte en otro lugar. ¿Tú vas detallando así detalle por detalle o tú sí. ves más técnica? ¿Cómo tú miras eso? Sí, obviamente. A mí... Yo tengo una relación bastante cercana con, con la persona que trabaja con, con él, lo que es. La persona en verdad que la persona que le pone el plan a él, eh, la estrategia de pelea, eh, es el que hace que trabaje lo que es la parte de, de stand-up, de piñazo, de patada. Eh, se llama Paulino Hernández, que ha sido el coach desde chiquitico, desde que llegó de Cuba, que fue parte del equipo de Taekwondo de Cuba. Wow. Yo trabajo con él muy cercamente, no somos un equipo inseparable, estamos juntos los, los, los tres desde que de joven tenía. Y yo siempre le pregunto a él, ¿qué dónde tú crees que lo ves más débil aquí allá? Eh, me dice, hay que educarle la parte más izquierda, esto, lo otro. Y nada, empezamos a trabajar en cosas así. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Y bueno, y ahora que están, imagínate, ahora está increíble porque ustedes están, eh, eh, pensaba que iban a pelear, no van a pelear ahora, están eh, las negociaciones corriendo. So, para ti esto ahora debe ser como hay que casi, imagínate, seguir entrenando para no se sabe cuándo se va a pelear otra vez, ¿no? Esa es la pregunta. De la... No, en verdad que no... Entonces, ¿qué tú haces entonces ahí? ¿Seguir con un plan como? Como si... No, en, en ese momento, cuando algo así pasa, rompemos lo que ya teníamos, ya más o menos. Y entonces empezamos luego de... 
vamos a decir que de cero, pero cambiamos, cambiamos el plan, hacemos una cosa más. Más como casi como decir off-season, ¿no? Yo no diría ni off-season, hacemos una cosa más sin tan... tan sin que no sea una cosa tan estricta, por ejemplo... En vez de ir a correr, si nos va por jugar handball, jugamos tres horas de handball. Si... Y ya lo cogemos como un día de hacer cardio. Si nos da la gana, eh, ahora nos ha dado por jugar, vamos a decir, spike ball. Eh, spike ball un... ese nuevo, ¿eh? La gente sí. le gusta spike ball ese. Tenemos un torneo de spike ball y nos metemos tres horas jugando eso. Coño. Un grupo de gente y ya lo cogemos como otro día de de juego, de reacción, y ahí hicimos, trabajamos la reacción, trabajamos el movimiento, sudamos, mantenemos el peso. Tú sabes, para que la mente se mantenga activa, pero a la misma vez no, no aburrida, ¿tú me entiendes? Y al momento que nos digan, bueno, hay una pelea, entonces... Ya, 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 ya saben qué hacer y cómo prepararse y, y el plan. Quiere decir que, de, que dejamos eso, porque eso siempre ha sido parte del entrenamiento de nosotros. El, 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 y no solamente con él, con todos los atletas. Eh, me gusta que, 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 que también jueguen de vez en cuando, que, que tengan su, 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 su parte de, de su fun part during the training, you know? No, I agree. Ahí te entiendo 100%. Kai, ¿tú tienes niño o no? Ya, yeah, tengo dos niños. ¿Hembra o varón? Varón y hembra. Varón y hembra. ¿De qué edad? 20 y 18. 20 y 18, wow. Y entonces uno está, los dos se graduaron de high school, uno se graduó de high school. Ahora una saca, la muchacha se acaba de graduar este año y el niño se graduó de hace dos años. ¿Dónde fue el niño? Bueno, well, he went to Columbus y pero después he went, he did um, online school. So he graduated from online. ¿Y did he, no fighting, no baseball, nada, nada de deporte? Soccer. Soccer. And is he doing anything with soccer now? Yeah, he does. He still plays. How were you as a... How, since what is... He's been playing soccer since little? Actually, he was a gymnast for like six years. Oh, wow. And then after that, he he made the transition to soccer. So like at 14, he did the transition to soccer at 13. Guy, I think this is important, man. How were you as a as a sports dad knowing everything that you know as a professional a lot of success with clients how were you as a sports dad i want to believe that i was decent i was definitely very supportive <clears throat> um yes i was tough but uh, not obsessed in the sense that I, I taught him, you know, how important training was the first priority over anything, anything meaning birthdays, going out, parties, and then all that could be done after you train. So I think I was, I did a, pretty good job instilling that in in, in, in him, basically in him, mainly him. Um, and I think that paid off, you know. I think he he's become a very, you know, successful player and, and I think he did pretty he's done pretty good and still 
I'm still doing pretty good. Did you did you like him when he did gym, uh, gymnastics, or you like him more as a soccer player? I like him as both, man. Yeah, as both. Yeah, I like him as both. Guyo, my wife is seven months pregnant with a boy now, bro. Wow, good for you. So thank you, dude. I have a two, almost two year old. She turns two in September. <coughs> Little girl, but uh, I'm having a boy. Wow. And awesome. thank you, dude. I'm the I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball, man. My uh my dad prepared me for everything in life, bro, except to deal with him. And when I wouldn't do good, he would beat the shit out of me, bro. And that really it made it not fun, obviously. And then it hurt a lot because I was I was very good, but we trained every single day. And I think he prepared me more like a boxer than like a baseball player. Because I was, imagine it, I was doing wheelbarrows around Tamiami Park <laughs> with an eight pack. Like I was like 12, 11. He was doing this long distance stuff. And I had great endurance, but I was so slow because we never worked on explosiveness. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, the poor guy just did. And that was his life, man. We didn't go. We went to Disney World one time in like 1983, bro. So that goes to show you how committed to baseball he was. And I'm so, uh, I became popular because I took a big stance on focusing on the relationship between parents mm -hmm. and kids. Because I think parents today are very confused, especially my generation. I'm um, 41. As parents, we really got it wrong because... If the more successful, more money we have as parents, the more I see we spoil the kids. Yeah. And then the more blue collar we are, the more we abuse the kid. That's yeah. from what I've noticed. And I just thought it was here in Miami. Start, I started getting paid to travel to speak. And I noticed, it, bro, it's all over the country, man. Yeah. Do you see a lot of that or no? Yeah, I see a lot of that. I see, I see a lot of parents painting a picture that doesn't really exists and might not be real, um, especially parents that have no idea about anything when it comes to sports, but they think that they do. And those those are the worst sometimes because they, they, they want to like believe something that it really is not there. Like when a parent, you know, thinks the kid is better than what it really is and, you know, specs out of the kid what they really, what the kid really can can give, you know. Gaio, what do you do in that instance, man? Do you say something? Um, man, nowadays it's kind of hard. Uh, I, 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 because you really don't, really not going to change anyone's mind. And at the end of the day, time is going to tell everything. Right, right, right. Um. I mean, the only thing I did, I did help a friend of mine, um, coach a soccer team, uh, actually a travel soccer team where, where my son played. Um, it was a pretty good, you know, team, you know, pretty like high ranked around the nation. Um, but when we, when we thought a kid wasn't good enough to play or to perform, we let the parents know. I mean, 
A lot of parents thought the kids were better than they were, and they wouldn't let them know. And I'm like, listen, your kid is not at the standard of the guys on the field. And if you don't see that when we put him on the field, then and you don't know really anything about the game. And at that point, if they mad enough to take him and go somewhere else, then we always give him that choice. But in that sense, we always let them know this is where your kid stands as far as talent. Gallo, as a dad, were you always that conscious with your son of where he stood? Always. Always, huh? 100%. I never thought more or less of where he stood as a player, really. That's, I don't know why these people do that, man. It's like we're both watching the same movie, but they see a totally different ending than the real one. It's just crazy. You know, I... It, like really like no I really never like I never I, I never underestimated or or overestimated him as a player that's such a good thing man I want to talk about George again real quick in English because we spoke to him a little bit in Spanish I asked you this question in Spanish man so you've been with him for a real long time man long what time. makes that guy so good First of all, he's a dog. When he gets in the ring, you know, you got a real war. You're gonna have to really, you're really gonna have to be willing to freaking go ahead and give it all in order to beat him. You're not gonna cruise by. You're not gonna go ahead and coast a fight with Georgie and pretend that you're gonna win. Um, on the physical part, I think his, his ability to to change from one second to the other and kind of like realize what works against you from a previous three seconds I just passed. He's is as amazing how he does it. Like I did this three seconds ago and the guy reacted this way. I can get him with this. And that's pretty good, you know, that's a pretty amazing thing to, to do. I think in any sport, like if, you know, somebody's throwing you, you know, a fastball and, and you know, you, you, you swing a, a certain way and, and then the, you see the, already the motion that the guy thinks is going to come back again. And, you know, you want him to throw you that, that fastball down the middle and you did something for it to happen and you were able to, like, make that guy commit to do that. You know, I think that's a pretty unique skill as, as an athlete to be able to do that, you know? Caio, there's with, it's different in, in MMA and boxing than it is in other sports, man. Yeah. How's that process of brothers, the, there's go-to because you don't fight at home. It's not like, like us at baseball. It's like, okay, we're playing at Miami. Then we go to New York. Then we go here. It's either, I think Vegas, New York, London, wherever, right? Pretty much. How's that feeling man the way in then the or the press conference then the way in then the fight take me through that man uh, i'm sure as a because you got to sell the fight i'm sure every fight person majority of people they hate that they just want to fight but you got to sell the fight because that's yeah. how people see it how's that for you though bro because you're not throwing a punch you're not kicking anybody what are you doing during that time man what are you telling yourself My my job, the, that those last five days, is to make sure that he makes weight, man. 
make sure that he stays happy mentally. So that I make it fun that week for him to, to be able to work, make the weight, and not get and not get overly worked, which is incredibly important to to make sure that that we make weight without really you know overworking or overtraining or over fatiguing ourselves so and still have some fun you know which, does georgie need to cut a lot usually or is he usually what like seven pounds off ten pounds off is that what it is no we, we walk around uh I know he doesn't like to discuss weight, but uh, we walk. No, don't discuss weight. Don't worry about it. We don't discuss weight. We we walk around a pretty high weight. You know? Good, well, yeah, yeah. It's better, it's better than we used to fight at one fifty five. I tell you that much. Right, right. Because he's he's fighting at one sixty five. One seventy. One seventy, and that's a good weight for him, no? Yeah, but right now, let me tell you, man. Right now, we make weight it's so easy. It's so pleasant. And before it's because I'm I'm assuming for somebody it's like what you just literally. Just have to like stop eating or you have to like really do a lot of exercise. Is that the trick? Yeah, at some point you just cannot eat anymore, man, because there's 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 certain there's certain weights that it's like hard for some people to make any, you know. So what do you weigh right now? I walk around 160. So you're almost the same as when you fought, bro. Pretty well, no, I fought at 145. Well, 160, so 20 pounds in 20 years. That's not bad, dude. No, no. No, but I was always walk around 160, even when I thought. Yeah, are you are you critical on yourself? Are you like I gotta stay looking good? Um, critical. I just I like to feel good about myself. You like to feel good, yeah, because nothing like being a fat trainer. That sucks. I don't even know if that's. I know that's 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 a misconception. A lot of people are like. You know, oh, that guy's fat. He's not a good trainer. And that's not necessarily no, true. That's not true. Custom auto, I mean, Mira, custom auto wasn't, yeah. didn't look like he was ripped and Tyson yeah. loved him. Yeah, so that's definitely the biggest misconception there is in, you know, in, in, in today's world. Appearances has become such a, a huge factor that, you know, I've, I've, I've met some fat beat up trainers that know more than, than I will ever know and, 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 and have more success than most people would dream of. So, yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. And even, and I think Georgie said it before, if you look at him, he doesn't really look like super ripped. Like some of these guys just physically look yeah. intimidating, man. But yeah, when they not, get in the not, ring, muscle doesn't translate like that, right? He's not a physically imposed um, athlete, but um, where he actually is, like internally. Exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah. Gaio, do you do you go to the? Are you ringside also? Yeah. Explain to me that man. Are you excited? Do you get a little nervous? What are you telling yourself then? <laughs> it's it's pretty. It's, I get butterflies when I get there. I mean, I just. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, man. He's, 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 he's a little nervous, too. Um, until 
until he first first you know throws the first punch and then it becomes technical again and then you're ready then it becomes like a, setting his ways and things like that so you know you always you always have that shit every every in this in this in this sport a second can change anything you know isn't that so, crazy man you know, that so is so crazy that, that in back of your head that like you could be you could be dominating and in one second everything turns around so i'm always happy when it's when it's over when it's over huh yeah. and you get a w and you get a win yeah Gallo, that flying knee bro that's the most the most famous knee in <laughs> in fighting history dude how much did you prepare for that man like what would you have this dude jumping yeah. running around what, what what was that we actually we actually prepare a lot for that and it worked out by luck or by whatever uh but that was definitely the plan and that was definitely the plan to open up that way right and you knew he was coming that way from the beginning we knew he was going to do something to that extent um then he put a little bit of his twist and his little a little bit of his you know savviness to a it oh my put god that is awesome dude. You know, making it look like he wasn't ready, making it look like, yeah. you know, just walking around, getting the angle, just putting the hands behind. So like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm really, I'm defensively here. <laughs> so he put that. It's so funny. He, he tried that against Nate. And then it was so funny because Nate thought he was going to come with it when he found Nate. And Nate just took two steps and then got out of the way just in case. Yeah. So, you see, oh. he, he makes it fun, you know? Sí, este, luce como Yo no lo conozco, pero el tipo luce como es tremendo jodor y está, yeah. y está disfrutando el momento. He makes, he makes it fun. That's, that, that's what you need, man, because, listen, it goes so quick, man. It takes so long to get there. Yeah. But when it goes, it goes so quick, and then I yeah. see it a lot. I just think there's... There's, there's athletes that can do that, and there's definitely athletes that cannot do that, or athletes that are like successful, but they don't really have the charisma, or or the, the, they don't really bring fun to the game because it's not in their, you know. Guy, what do you think? Jackie, you brought that up, man. What do you think makes charisma, bro? I think it's you know more more, more than anything is those people that that take you know, risk in whatever sport, you know, they, in whatever sport they play. And those people that make it, you know, make it easy, make it look easy, you know, things that are like pretty difficult to do. But more important, I think is the, the ones that are like, laugh and smile even when it doesn't work out you know dealing with failure man that is guy that's so important huh yeah when you see an athlete that tries something that most athletes won't try and it doesn't come out and he smiles at it or laughs about it or you know comes out of there like okay like you know i did it i tried it didn't work out but you know what i'm laughing about it and he actually is laughing about it and he's having fun with it, even when he like, 
you know, doesn't succeed. Those guys, those guys are charismatic in their sport, you know, and those are the same guys that when they're doing something, they're laughing because it's like, you know, they, they feel they're funny in, 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 in everything they do when, when, you know, when it comes to their sport. And it's, it's hard. Not everybody has that. Gaia, do you have a lot of people asking you for advice, man, wanting to learn from you? Um, not many. I'm a pretty reserved guy. I don't get myself out there a lot. I don't really... Why is that? Because you just like to, you're about business and that's it? No, nah, just, that's just not my personality. Just, you know, I don't like, I, I'm not a, I don't get out there when it comes to like social media. And... That was my next question, man. How do you think of, of social media because it's it be it's become and I know as as in the fighting world it's almost like a it's it's weird because a lot of fighters get more credit than they deserve and people get listen more credit than they deserve sometimes some some people do deserve it but a lot of people don't for some other reason how do you view social media man do you man, I, I I think it's 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 worth great for some people I think that I think social media has brought a lot of good things um, to everyone in the sense that you can learn from miles away without having to be, you know, next to the person that, you know, is teaching something or, you know, is, 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 is getting the word out there. Um, so in that sense, I think it's great because if I live here and, and I want to learn something from someone in Japan, in my sport, social media can, can do it for me, you know? Right. And so in that sense, I think it's great. Um, but on the other hand, it, 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 it gets a lot of people um infamous or famous for not really being who they are so are you are you talking about that are you happy where you are right now Gaio? are yeah. you are you like man this is this is it this is perfect do you want more or is right now perfect for you man i always want more i always want um i always want the challenges of of, a, of, of an athlete that that is in the verge of making it and I can make a difference in their life or has made it or so whatever reason you know they've had a fall down and, and if I can bring them back that kind of challenge is is, 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 is always you know is, is, is always something that wakes me up you know something that keeps me you know like going every day. Man, because if listen, dude, if I if I was a fighter in Miami, I don't care if I have to cut your grass, wash your car, whatever, bro. I'm training with you. I don't care if you tell me no. You would have to tell me no a million times, and one day you're gonna be like, "All right, bro, let's go," <laughs> because that's just because. Listen, I don't know who's here in Miami, but they ain't you, man. I think you're the you're the top guy. And if you were to just me personally, you wouldn't like this, but I'd have cameras all over that gym. I'd be mic'd up. I'd have a social media guy just recording me. I'd have my own YouTube channel. 
I'd be doing videos, talking. I would do everything for free, but just providing so much information, man, because what people don't understand is the wealth of knowledge that you have. That I, I, You know, thank you, though. I think that the moment I would do that, I think it'll, it'll, it'll take away from who I am. Um, yeah, but if you do it to help, though, not to sell, because the mistake people make is this. People make the mistake of that they sell. Come to my gym, take right. private classes. I saw that in baseball all the time. I got lucky because I never sold anybody anything. I just spoke my truth of where I messed up, and then I started to speak on patterns, Gallo, that I started to see. What happens? That led to a following. Then that led to sponsorships. And then that put me on a different, a totally different place. But I think a guy like you with your personality, man, that's no nonsense. You, I could tell. I don't know you for, only from this conversation. But you don't like to mess around. You're very authentic and you're very real. You, you want to get the job done. If you come now and you say, hey, what's up, guys? Listen, Gallo here. I hate this stuff, but I want to share what I know. Somebody just easy. Nothing. This is what I know. When you're running and whatever, take a topic a day, man. You do something like that. Oh my God. Like for me, man. It really is. I don't know why. It what? It's kind of tough for me to do. I don't know why. Nah, you because it, it's it's because you don't you're you don't have your brain programmed to that. And you don't know you have no idea the amount of people in this world that need to listen from you. You have no idea. You think you do. You have no idea, man, the impact of positivity that you can make if you were to do something simple and it's just talking, not creating. So today, an example, guys, with my fighter, and especially, listen, you do anything with Georgie now, it's the hottest thing in the world because he's the number one guy. But an example, let's talk about anything else. Guys, with my fighters, please don't eat 14 pizzas and then come tomorrow and fight for 20 rounds. Don't do that. Guys, please don't stay up late till four in the morning. Guys, when you train, please don't ice. Do the hot pads before. Whatever. Dude, you got so much knowledge, man. And if you do something like, and listen, any help I can be, Gallo, sin pena ninguna. Thank you. I'm, 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 <laughs> you don't understand. It's just that I'm, I'm so bad when it comes to all of that. No, you're not at all. On the contrary, you're so good. No. All you need is no. no all you need I, is to. I almost, I almost was scared that I wasn't able to log in because I was. I'm like, how am I going to log in with? When Bro, like, pero mira, pero don't worry about log. People get caught on the tying of the shoes. Forget tying your shoes. Somebody will tie your shoes. You just gotta be you. You don't worry about the pressure cleaning of the roof of your gym. There's a person you hire for that. Right, You're the guy, bro. You're the guy. What I would do if I were you is, I would record my with a camera with a with a microphone wireless. Guy, let's pick a topic. Tagada, fighting. How do you strengthen the shoulders? This is how you strengthen. And MMA is the <laughs> most popular sport. The most popular sport everybody in the world loves MMA. I know because I talk to everybody from everything, bro. No, you have right now Crazy. the hottest sport. 
baseball, which is in sports, my only because I played it, and I'm not going to tell everybody how to shoot a basketball. I don't know how to throw. I've never, guy, you're talking to. I've never got into a physical fight in my life, bro. No, me neither. So don't worry. I haven't thrown a punch, no, but not even for practice. Okay. So you, I'm telling you, bro. All I do is talk uh, mindset, and I encourage people. Yeah, and baseball, hitting a base, baseball, I know, but mine and very limited because I'm lefty first baseman. So I don't have too many skills other than hitting and stuff. But what I do know is God blessed me with a couple talents, man. Number one, extreme positivity. Number two, I can spot talent where talent is, man. Right. Two years ago, I was 38 years old, walking around baseball fields in Miami, man, filming myself with a camera talking. Do you know how stupid I look to everybody? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's Miami. What do you expect? You know how much I got criticized by everybody, man? But my vision wasn't, hey, look at me. I know everybody, friends of mine, everybody criticized. What does this guy know about hitting? He doesn't know anything. And people, where people made a mistake is I wasn't talking about, I don't care about hitting. I care about happiness. And I care about when I see people that can achieve more, that can help more. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm all about that. So I'll tell you again, man, whenever I will listen, everybody told me that would help me edit. You know how many people helped me, Gallo? Zero. So I had to go to the Apple store, sit there for two hours, for two two times a week for four months to learn how to edit on iMovie, bro. Hmm. But listen, whenever at any time you're like, you know what, I do? Wait a minute, I want to give that a shot. I will help you. I will record you. I will edit it for you for free, and I'll give it to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And on top of that, I will use my platform to say any message you want to say that will help anybody. Because I feel, man, from just not only from this conversation, but the little research I've done, man, that, dude, you're a special guy. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. And I, and I, and I really mean that. You have a tremendous mindset, man. And... Don't worry about that. And what you've contributed, not only to the MMA world, which is now, listen, which I think that's your biggest stamp right now, only because it's a singular sport and it's a sport. But what you've contributed to the other sports, man, is big, bro. Don't, Konya, don't, don't think that you're like, oh, it's not me or it's not my type. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. Don't block yourself when it comes to the oh, talent you have to go on social, to share it, mm-hmm. share it. Because what's going to, just like you said, what's going to happen is somebody in Japan is going to go, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I like what he's doing. That's the guy that's training Masvidal. Oh my, I'm going to reach out to him. And next thing you know, you have a guy paying you half a million dollars to go to Tokyo and talk. Hey, buddy. Oye, mate, I know you don't do this a lot, man. Thank you for taking your time. Thank you, man. No Thank you for sharing your knowledge. Anything you need, you reach out and hopefully see you soon, my brother. Okay. And anytime, like for sure, let's, let's take each other this week. And, and if you can pass by, for sure. More than welcome. I would love to, uh, to get to know you. Dale, my man. Oh, yeah. Have a good night. Thank you so much, guy. You too, Hector. Thank you, man. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.